Welcome to the Dance Floor Ballroom Podcast, the podcast where we're going to try to get all of your questions and concerns answered about ballroom dancing. My name is Lauren Johnson. I am the host and creator. I have a very special guest on the podcast today. He is my first ever professional dance partner, and he also happens to be my husband, and his name is Lewis Johnson. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. We thought that a really good idea for a first podcast episode would be kind of a theme that would apply for people who've never danced before and are maybe just starting to consider taking lessons, people who've been dancing for a little minute, and also for advanced dancers. So we decided to put together just a short list of do's and don't questions to ask your teacher. And the thing about this is it can be really confusing, especially when you're just looking into getting started with ballroom dancing. So keep in mind, as we're going through this list of do's and don't questions, the don't questions don't really offend us. We totally get where you're coming from, where you ask these weird questions of us sometimes. <laughs> but we just want to give you a heads up on maybe why some of these don't questions maybe should be put on the shelf and you don't really need an answer to them. Yeah, just get you thinking about why you shouldn't ask these questions. Yeah. Or should. Hopefully the message behind this will just get some of your own questions answered about things that are good to ask your teacher, whether you're getting started with lessons, whether you're finding a new teacher, or whether you're just curious about some of the things that go on in a dance studio or some of the things that are talked about on private lessons. Let's start off on a positive note and let's start with a do question. Now this is a great question to ask your teacher whether you've never taken a dance lesson before in your life or whether you've moved and are looking for a new studio or a new professional dance partner as your teacher. First question we have on the do list is, how long have you been teaching? You know, years of experience doesn't necessarily mean someone's a great teacher. Uh, Someone could be teaching for 15 years and maybe not be the right fit for you. And someone could have only been teaching for a year and have really, really great things to contribute as your teacher. But it is a good starting point to go off of One of the reasons it is nice to have a teacher that maybe has a few years of experience under their belt teaching students is at least, I don't know, Lewis, how you feel about this, but I find um, the more years that I've been teaching professionally, you come across a lot of different people and you come across a lot of different problems with their process of learning how to dance. Some people get a very, very simple step very easily. Five minutes, you get through more with them on a lesson than you do with some people and it takes an hour. But a lot of times you get people that run into different issues with the same thing over and over and over again. And you find yourself finding different ways to explain one very, very simple thing. So one of the things that I like about possibly finding someone that has experience in teaching dance is that they are going to be able to diagnose your problem very, very quickly. And they're also going to have a lot of different ways of explaining something to you so that if one way isn't working for you, they're going to have a whole lot of other analogies, a whole lot of other techniques to make you understand something that you might be having trouble with. It's one thing for me to have been dancing for 30 years, but to have to relay that information to another human being is very different. It's important for me to use the proper verbiage and allow people to see a different dynamic or see a different perspective by the words that I use and how I can relate the information to you as an individual. That's my ultimate goal. How can I use my words in a way to relate the message I'm trying to say to you. So basically what we're saying is having someone with a few years of teaching experience under their belt is going to make them have a few more tools in order to help you if there's anything that comes up that you're confused about. Okay, now that we've covered the do question, let's cover one of the don't questions. One of the main questions I get is, can I have a free lesson? And that would be 
like asking a hairstylist or a hairdresser if you could have half of your head done for free. Just that's, to try it out. <laughs> that's, that's never going to be the case. And we totally get where people are coming from. It's always nice to have something like a sample that you can try out before you commit to buying something. Because sometimes private lessons can be expensive, depending on where you're going and if you're on a budget. And sometimes you see that initial price tag and you go, ooh, well, how am I know if I'm going to like this? How do I... How do I commit to buying this lesson or this package of lessons and not be sure if it's even going to be something that you want to do. One of the things to keep in mind is that for dance instructors, their biggest commodity is time. And it is kind of a challenge to sometimes put a price tag on that, right? Absolutely. Because it's not not tangible. You can't hold it. So it's like, well, it's just their time. They could give it away for free. You can give time away for free. You can give time away for free. That's no problem. Yeah. But the tricky thing is, is it really isn't free for your instructor. They may own a studio, so they're obviously paying rent. They're paying utilities. They're paying a receptionist. And if you're taking lessons from an independent instructor, they can't a lot of times use the studio space for free for lessons. So they do have to pay and invest into that. And that's... You know, setting aside all of the money they've invested in their career, that's a whole nother point um, on advertising and things like that. So time is really never free for your instructor. So I always like to use the analogy for people when they don't understand why a lot of instructors don't give away free trial lessons is it's a lot like if you were, like Lewis said, if you're going to a hairstylist, they have to pay for their rent for their chair. They have to pay for their products, their scissors, their tools. And it's kind of the same thing as asking for a free half an hour massage from a masseur before you try them out. There's some things in life you just got to kind of go on faith. You wouldn't ask a masseuse for a 30 minute or you might. You might ask, but they'll say no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, hey, if any masseuses out there are giving away half an hour massages for free, we're going to sign up and try you out. Where do I sign up (laughs) Right. right now? Yeah, exactly. And we totally get where you're coming from. It's never an offensive question, but this is just sort of the reasoning behind why a lot of instructors don't give away free dance lessons. A good way to sort of try before you buy is to ask them some of the questions we're going to give you on our do list. So that might kind of put your mind at ease before you invest money. As you're researching studios, you can also ask them if they do a shorter lesson for a cheaper price. Uh, Lewis and I do that for students. We offer a half an hour lesson for half the price. That way you can kind of try it out, get your feet wet, but you're not committing as much of your time and money to something that you're not sure of. Ask people for recommendations. Ask them if they have any reviews. So that kind of can go under the list of things to ask your instructor. Hey, do you have any testimonials? Do you have any reviews? Do you have any videos? Do you have any resources I can check out before I commit to buying the lessons? It's always best to do the research for before anything that you do. So we're never offended when people ask. I mean, I'm not offended when someone asks for a free lesson, are no, you? No, no we, we totally get it. We're just kind of, we put it on the don't list because we're just trying to give you some reasons why places don't offer free lessons. So think of it like a haircut or a massage. It's a service that's being provided to you. Kind of got to go on faith a little bit here and just trust us. Do the research, see if you can find reviews and don't hesitate to ask your instructor, Hey, you know, do you have a testimonial? Is there someone that I can talk to that's taking lessons from you? And, And they'll be happy to provide that for you. Following into that, we're going to go to a do question next. A do question it is. A do question. Since we talked about cost and prices and such like that, it's okay to ask the instructor how much a lesson is if you already don't know. It's okay. How much will this cost me? How much can I expect to pay? That's the bottom line. Most people want to know right away. 
how much will it cost? Yeah, that's one of the biggest questions for people in ballroom dancing. Um, whether you're interested in taking group lessons or private lessons, that information is always available to you. So feel free to ask your instructor how much the price of their lessons are, whether it's a half an hour lesson, a 45 minute lesson, an hour lesson, same thing with group classes. Feel free to ask them their price. They should be open and honest with you about it. And it can also kind of help you to know going into an event or kind of tackling this as a hobby, how much should I expect to pay for this? How can I plan for this down the road? Hopefully, whoever you're talking to, there should be no mystery behind what the price of lessons are. Um, if you're coming into this and you're and you're new to the world of ballroom dancing, industry standard is somewhere between 75 and 125 for private lessons. Obviously, if you're going on the lower end, maybe it's someone who doesn't have as many years of experience, but they're still a professional teacher who's able to provide you with a private dance lesson. If you're going on the higher end of that price, it's possibly a studio that's also going to be offering groups and parties. So you're kind of looking at that price range if you're approaching uh, private dance lessons. Yeah, that way you can know what to expect as far as price ranges go. So on the do list, don't be afraid to ask about the price of lessons. Moving on to a don't question. This is actually a question I get quite frequently. It's, it's a do slash a don't question. We're going to kind of flip it for you here a little bit. The don't side of it is don't ask to watch someone else's private lesson. Now, that may seem kind of obvious, but I get this question a lot, especially from newer students. Hey, can I come watch you teach someone else's lesson? And it's not necessarily a bad thing. But keep in mind that the person who's paying for that private lesson has paid for a private dance lesson. Sometimes it can make students feel a little uncomfortable, a little uneasy to have someone sort of, I hate to say spying, but sort of like creeping on their lesson, if that makes sense. One thing to keep in mind is that these people are assuming that they're having a private lesson and then you are watching their private <laughs> lesson. It could be kind of creepy. It could put it in a creepy vibe. So yeah, they're paying for the privilege of your one-on-one -on -one attention, right, this from their instructor. Yeah. Now, that that doesn't mean that everyone minds. Like a lot of people that have been taking lessons for a while, they don't mind. And in a ballroom studio, it's very rare that you have complete privacy. There's lessons going on, multiple teachers teaching at the same time. So you never have like a closed bubble that you're learning in. You do have to kind of get used to sharing the floor with other people, which is a big part of ballroom dancing, even when you're social dancing. You're never going to be the only person on the dance floor, right? So it is good to get comfortable with that. So this is why we have this as a don't slash a do question. It's maybe not the best idea to say, hey, can I come and watch you teach someone else a private lesson? But the flip side of that, a good do question would be, hey, is there a way that I could stop by the studio and check it out? Sometimes even just being in the atmosphere of the ballroom studio, getting a look around can give you a lot more easiness into approaching a ballroom dance lesson. Of course, you get a better vibe of the situation. You can go into the studio, get the layout, see other people practicing, not just the person that you went to see, but you can see other forms of dancing. There's all sorts of things going on at the studio. So you can just come in and check it out without having to just sit and watch a private lesson. Yeah, don't be creepy. Don't be creepy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this next question is a do question. And that question is, what styles of dance do you recommend? Me being a teacher, I personally like to recommend the waltz. Not because it's my favorite dance, <laughs> so waltz is your favorite dance to teach people waltz is my favorite like if they're dance. a new dance or, or, or like if they're a new student or brand, just anyone brand new student i like to go into the waltz because i think of the waltz as the basic of all dances i imagine the whole world learning the waltz first that's, that's, just, that's, <laughs> that's just awesome. what i picture in my mind everyone should learn the waltz so that's what i like to start off with 
So if this person is asking me which style to start with, I would off the bat recommend the waltz. And then maybe move into something more fun or something more fast or something different. But I always usually like to start off with the waltz because I think of it as the mother of all dances. Yeah, the waltz is a great first dance to learn. It's a basic box step. You can use it to um, waltz music, obviously, but you can use it to a lot of different styles of music. A lot of times we end up teaching wedding couples uh, waltz or some sort of a form of a box step for their wedding dance. But we, we put this on the do list because a lot of times when people are starting to learn ballroom or partner dancing, they they don't know where to start. And I think a lot of people think that they need to know what dances they want to learn. And you definitely don't. That's a great first question to ask your instructor. Hey, what styles of dance do you recommend? Or what dances do you recommend that we learn? Because that's kind of like a consultation with us. We can ask you some questions about why are you learning? Is this going to be a hobby for you? Do you have an event coming up? What kind of music do you like? That plays a huge factor into it. So we can have a little bit of a consultation with you before you start your lessons. And this would be the same for someone who's brand new to ballroom dancing or whether you're looking for a new teacher too. Maybe you have some dancing styles that you like to focus on and we can kind of go from there. But giving us that information ahead of time helps us to know how we can sort of design a plan for you. I like this question because it opens a good line of communication between the teacher and the student or between the two partners I like to say whichever you want to think of it as but it's good to have an understanding in the beginning what style should I learn or what what do you think I should be doing here and then also kind of an add-on to this question on the do list would be what is going to be expected on the content of a lesson is a lot of people approach a ballroom dance lesson I think that's why so many people ask for a free lesson or ask so many questions before they start because a lot of people go into ballroom dancing with with no expectations they don't know what it's going to be like so another good question to ask an instructor again whether you're a new student or whether you're switching instructors or studios is to ask them what they should expect from the content of a lesson. What are the kinds of things that they're going to talk about? So if you're a brand new student with your instructor on your very first lesson, one of the things they're going to talk to you about the dynamic of leading and following. So you're not going to just learn patterns on the lesson. You're going to learn what partner dancing is along with whatever style your instructor recommends at the beginning. If you're maybe a more advanced student, you could also ask your instructor, hey, how much technique do you like to focus on? How much styling do you like to focus on? How much music Callie, do you like to focus on? And those are the kinds of things that you can ask your instructor on. Hey, what are you going to talk with me about on a private lesson? Yeah, of course. If you're more of a method learner and you like to learn things from knowing what's going on, it's good to ask this question. You have to know, hey, what kind of things am I going to be covering during these dancing lessons? Do you have a plan for me? I like to know my future. Can you tell me what it is? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we like to know as much information in advance as possible. Yeah. <laughs> and now for the last question on our don't list. The final question. The final question. You may find this question shocking. You may find this question offensive. You may just find this question bizarre. And it's funny because when I put it on the list, I thought, well, maybe we don't need to talk about this. 
However, this is one of the questions that I get asked the most frequently on dance lessons. The most common question ever asked in the history of ballroom dancing. And it's very strange. <laughs> I find it slightly offensive in a funny offensive. way. Don't offend me. <laughs> Don't offend me. So uh, we laugh about it, though. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's, it's crazy enough to mention, and we get asked it so frequently that we felt it deserved a place on the don't list. This don't question is asking your instructor, what else do you do for money? What else do you do for money? Yeah, this is so, and I mean, when we say it out loud, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is such a crazy question, but I get asked this question a lot. So we wanted to feature this on the list. We totally get where you guys are coming from, okay? Ballroom dance teacher, that's a very exciting profession. It sounds very cool. It's very fun. Sounds very carefree and exotic. We totally get it. So you're just fascinated because you're like, how is this possible that you do this full time? You can't possibly be making you can't possibly money make this. enough money just doing this fun job. So we get where you're coming from, which is why you know we don't storm out of the room when you ask us this. But we just wanted to give you a little perspective on maybe why this is not an appropriate question to ask another human being. Some instructors are part time and they do have other jobs and and that's that's totally great. But a lot of us do do this full time. This profession is is very demanding. It's very physical and it also takes a lot of skill and a lot of practice. So even if you've gotten to a point in your dancing as a professional that you are a fantastic dancer, your technique is spot on. It's kind of like being a professional musician. You still have to practice every day. You still have to keep your body in shape and you still have to keep those muscle memories in play. Possibly why this maybe is an offensive question to ask your teacher is mainly just because it's not really any of your business how much money we make or if we do other things to make money. And again, I, I a lot of times I like to use the, the analogy of a hairstylist or a masseuse just because it's a very similar service geared industry. You don't ask your masseuse what else they do to make money. You don't ask your hairstylist. You obviously don't ask your doctor or your construction worker what else they do to make money. So keep that in mind when you're uh, asking your instructor things about how much money they make or what else they do to make money. Yeah, of course. To me personally, this isn't that extreme of a question. No, I, it's just I'm, funny. I'm asked this question so often that I'm thinking, wow, this, is, this person is really asking me this question. I can't believe it. But they do, and they often ask that question, what other things do you do for money? And then I usually just tell them, well, outside of this, I just beg for money with a can <laughs> and a cup outside. We busk for dancing in the streets. Yeah, we busk for dancing. <laughs> I flip my hat out when I leave this door. I turn my hat out, and I ask for coin for yeah, waltz. Coin obviously. for waltz, right? Yeah, when we're not teaching dance lessons, we're, we're begging in the street. Yeah, coin for waltz. It makes, it <laughs> coin makes, for waltz. makes perfect sense. Exactly, yeah. And like, like we said, we're not offended by this question. We totally get where you're coming from it's it it's like you can't possibly make money just doing this fun crazy cool thing so we get where you're coming from but maybe just keep that in mind in the future don't ask your instructors what else they do for money because if they do do something else for money it's really not your business anyway but for the most part we do do this full time yeah just imagine that i'm this a philanthropist and i just do dancing on the side That's, for fun <laughs> yeah yeah and i also have my iron man suit in the trunk and exactly I dress up as batman at nighttime and fight vigilantes you're iron man and batman iron man and batman on both of those people. when you're not teaching dance lessons when not teaching dance lessons for coin i'm iron man and batman perfect <laughs> So wrapping up this episode, we have our last do question. Uh, Now, this one I put on the list, not necessarily because you have to ask this question, but because it's the question I feel like I get asked the most. 
Uh, and it is a really great question to ask your instructor, but I also have it on the list because I want you to be prepared for a little bit of a vague answer, and we're going to tell you why the answer might be vague. How many lessons will it take? This one is a really tough question for us to answer, though, don't you think? Yes, it's a broad, broad question. Yeah. It covers a certain amount of time and expectations that you can't really put a a value or, or... Texture on a, specific or a specific amount. amount on. Yeah. It's very hard for us as instructors to put a specific amount on. And we totally get why people ask this because you're trying to budget. You're trying to give yourself a timeline. And, and we can give you a little bit of a vague answer just based on how long it takes most people to do something. So for instance, I have wedding couples that will ask me, and traditionally a lot of times minimum, I'll say three or four, will make you be able to survive on the dance floor, give you a little bit of choreography, and maybe also kind of get you comfortable moving around with a partner. But sometimes people ask us this question, how many lessons will it take me to become a good dancer. And the reason why that's hard for us to answer as instructors is because we don't know what your idea of a good dancer might be. Mm -hmm. And everyone's aptitude for learning is very different. I may be good at mathematics, but not good at science. Right. It's all very different in in how you how you approach things. It's hard to gauge each other's aptitude for learning. Each person learns at a different pace. Yeah, exactly. Someone might have a really hard time with a basic step, but then as soon as they learn the technique for the basic step, they're cruising. Yes, a piece of cake. It's all this it's all up to you, honestly. It's really up to you. How much practice are you willing to put in? How much time are you willing to put in? And then I can give you a better gauge of Here's about how long I can expect for this to take. Exactly. So one thing that helps us as instructors, if you are asking this question, a specific amount of lessons to get you to your goal is to, A, know what that goal is. Now, becoming a good dancer obviously is a goal for everyone, right? But we want to know exactly what that means to you. Because being a good dancer might just mean being able to move to music with a partner. But being a good dancer might also be, hey, I'm nailing this technique perfectly and I'm ready to go to a competition. So for us, if you could kind of give us like a very specific goal that you have in mind, whether you know anything about dance or not, we can work with that. And also keep in mind that people struggle with different things and people excel at different things. So we may say, hey, it's going to take you 10 lessons to probably get to where you need to be with this goal. It may only take you five or six. We may say it'll take you 10 lessons to get this goal. And it may take you 25. And that totally just depends on how your learning pace is, what what you need. And that's one of the reasons why private lessons are so great, because you can move at your own pace. So we put this on the do list because we think it is a really, really great question to ask your instructor. That way you have sort of, you can wrap your head around a time frame. Um, that may not be precise, but your instructor can kind of give you a little bit of like, a little bit of a shape to it and go from there. A lot of people don't really know what they want. Some people or wedding couples may want just the prom sway sway. And some couples may want the lift from dirty dancing. It all just depends on what. Or what the entire video of Thinking Out Loud by Ed Sheeran. Or that too. <laughs> Pre- be prepared for a lot of lessons for that one, guys. <laughs> hey, it all just depends on goals. Goals is the most important thing that you can have. Without goals, we can't set anything. So you have to have goals in order to prepare for anything. And keep in mind too, that your instructor is there to give you information. 
the practice and the repetition, that's all things that you can do on your own. So if you are on a tight budget or maybe you're busy and you can't come in as frequently as you would like, keep in mind that so much of that homework can be done by you for free in your own time. Some of the people that I've taught private lessons to that excel the most, or I really should say all the people that I've taught private lessons to that excel the most are the ones that practice in between their lessons. That's a huge, huge thing. Now for this one, I always like to use the analogy of learning a musical instrument. So if you had just decided that you wanted to take guitar lessons and you were going to take a half an hour or an hour lesson once a week with your guitar instructor, but you only played the guitar during that lesson with your instructor, it'll take you a really, really, really long time to be able to play a song on the guitar and play it well without thinking about it and staring at your fingers, right? If you take a one-hour lesson with your guitar instructor once a week, but you practice every day for even half an hour, even if it's only a couple times a week for half an hour, you're going to get to your goals so much faster. So keep in mind if you are on either a budget of time or money that you can actually get so much more from your private lessons if you put the work in yourself. Absolutely. Anything that you go after, you got to put the work in. If I want to be great at something, I have to put the time in. But in addition to the time, I have to put the work in. I have to practice. Definitely. Practice, practice, practice is my main mantra that I chant to myself all the time. Because I'm a dancer, I dance every day. It's easy for me to forget, you know what, maybe I don't need to practice today. <laughs> right. But I do. I need to practice every day. Practice, practice, practice is my main mantra. I speak that to myself every single day. Yeah. So we hope that this list of do's and don't questions have helped you out at least a little bit in getting you started. We have in our minds a whole big long list of other do's and don't questions, but we would love to hear your ideas as well. So if you have some questions that you're curious about and you want to know if it's on the do list or the don't list for what to ask your instructor, send us an email at thedancefloorballroom at gmail.com. And next time we do a do's and don'ts question list, we'll make sure to feature it and we'll tell you which category it should go under. Definitely. Keep in mind, we love dancing and we love talking about it. Please send us as many questions that you have about dancing, for dancing, with dancing, whatever you want to think of it. Send us all these questions and we'll talk about them over the air. And to be honest, we really just want to take some of the mystery out of ballroom dancing. We want to make it accessible for everyone. So if you have questions, if you want to have, or if you have a topic that you want us to address on the podcast. No matter how quirky or No matter how weird, weird it is, weird, we'll talk about we'll it. take any subject you have. Send it in. We can talk about it. We, we guarantee you someone else has the exact same question. <laughs> there's, there's no wrong question in this. Send anything that you may have pertaining to ballroom dancing or any sort of partner dancing. We love to talking about it, send it to us. Let us say something about it. Yeah. So again, it's thedancefloorballroom at gmail.com. We have some really exciting guests coming up on our future podcast episodes. We're going to be talking about some things for new students, and we're also going to be talking about some things for advanced dancers and professionals as well. So we're very excited to get some of these future podcast episodes to you. Don't forget to click subscribe so you get updated on all of our future podcast episodes. Yes, stay updated. Click on it. Click, 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 click. Bye. Thanks. Thanks.